Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. John and Ken on demand. And uh, you could hear the show, uh, well, anything that you missed or hear it all over again. We're sorry that it wasn't posted uh, yesterday, but it's been posted now. Plus, the new one will be there after 4 o'clock. So, You're sure? Uh, you spend, promise? I, a lot I of pro- requests last night. What happened to the I, podcast? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, there are things that happen every now and then. Could be sabotage. Uh, a reminder, too, that the Moist line is headed back tomorrow. You still have time to leave a message. You can use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon for the John and Ken Moist line, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We begin this hour with an update on a horrible story we talked about yesterday. A uh, tech entrepreneur by the name of Bob Lee apparently died. He was stabbed to death, found on a street in San Francisco after 2.30 in the morning on Tuesday. We are going to go now to Alex Stone, ABC News, for KFI with an update. Well, not yet. Not yet. Oh, we not don't have, yet. We, we don't have a connection yet. That means there's a miscommunication and he's not coming. Why don't we do, they just tell us that? <laughs> that usually happens. We thought you said 305. Well, we'll tell you a few things we do know. Uh, he left San Francisco last October and moved to Florida. See what's going to happen. Alex is going to come on and say the same thing, right? <laughs> over, over concerns about the city. Uh, there was a pal of his who's been making the rounds, Fox News, who says that he thought that San Francisco was deteriorating. So he moved to Florida. I believe it was the Miami area. Uh, he came back for a business trip. Uh, there apparently was some surveillance video from the scene. He was pleading for help in a 911 call. And there's another report that apparently a motorist did drive up or drive by, stopped, but then drove off and did not render any assistance. Well, in San Francisco at 2.30 in the morning, if you've got some guy bleeding, uh, stumbling to your uh, your vehicle... You may not want to take them in because you don't know the context of this. This was near the Bay Bridge. Uh, The surveillance video shows him stumbling down the sidewalk away from the Bay Bridge, holding his side before collapsing. This is actually, you know, because we've talked many times about San Francisco neighborhoods that are just completely overrun with druggies. This is not one of those places. There are still some good areas of San Francisco that have not been overrun by the homeless and the drug addicts. Uh, and then they apparently put out the, a 911 call. He begged the 911 operator for help. And, of course, you know, I'm, they can only get there so fast. Uh, the San Francisco police chief, Bill Scott, said they're not going to comment on the evidence due to an active investigation. So we have no idea whether this was a robbery, whether this could even have been somebody he knew that wanted to kill him. We don't know anything, right? Although clearly, <clears throat> with the streets of San Francisco being what they were, Speculation is strong that it was either a robbery or some deranged, uh, mentally ill sort of homeless person. What uh, what uh, 
one of the surveillance videos shows that he's crossing an intersection <clears throat> and approaches a waiting white Toyota Camry. Uh, and he lifted up his shirt to show his stab wounds, and then the car drives off. Wow. He staggered up the hill and collapsed in front of 403 Main Street, an apartment complex. And uh, then the police responded, and they found him with the stab wounds there in the uh, in the street. Uh, Bob uh, Lee was the 43-year-old chief product officer for, is uh, it Mobile Coin? Uh, yeah, but he had a hell of a... Re- Career. Yeah, Cash App was he was the founder of Cash App. Yeah, and and uh, also he had a lot to do with the development of Android, the Android phone for Google. Oh, did he? Huh? Yeah, he suffered two stab wounds. He was forty three years old. Uh, apparently, he did put out some tweets. Uh, one from a couple of years ago. It seems like raising awareness of violence against Asians is begetting even more violence against Asians. We need to make examples of the perpetrators. Prosecute them as hate crimes to the full extent of the law. Hashtag stop Asian hate. So this was his concern before he left San Francisco. I also want to prevent crime and live in a civilized society. You know, it's I understand this is a sensitive moment for all the people who knew him in San Francisco. But there's a lot of tech executives and, and, and friends of his who are writing online about how horrific this is. And that he was a wonderful guy and he had a, a terrific career and all. It's like, who have you people been voting for? I mean, the tech people are so progressive and so left wing for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part. And, and they've also financed a lot of the progressive politicians all over the state, not just the ones in the Bay Area. Yeah. But, but so much of the tech money has gone for this kind of politics that allows... Crazy people to be on the street, whether they're criminals or drug addicts, mental patients, homeless people. Now, we don't know who stabbed him. Maybe we're going to find out there's some other story. But, yeah, you know, what yeah. are the at two thirty in the morning? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I think it was some sort of a robbery or mugging. Yeah. But, That's you know, the most likely thing, uh, of course, people because, say, well, what are you doing out there in the streets of San Francisco at two thirty? Well, you know, it, it'd be nice to say that the average person controls what goes on in the world. But often we're at the mercy of the people who have the money. I mean, that happened here in in Southern California when uh, Jacqueline Avant, uh, who is uh, the wife of uh, a famous uh, music producer, was stabbed in her Beverly Hills home. And she knew everybody in the world. She was a a great philanthropist. And she she was Oprah's friend, the whole thing, right? And when she got stabbed, all of a sudden these left-wing Hollywood people uh, realized that the policies, the politics they've been promoted has created disaster, and now their own were getting shot to death. You know, a lot of them jumped on the Rick Caruso bandwagon after that. Wow. And, and you know, this is what it takes, apparently. I mean, apparently you have to have wealthy people or celebrities or people connected to the wealthy uh, get shot or stabbed to death, and suddenly everybody goes, oh, my God, what's happened here? Well, in large part, you are what's happened because you voted for these people and you finance their campaigns. I was just reading yesterday how the uh, the, the head of Netflix and his wife have been, will be financing uh, George Gascon's campaign again. That's <laughs> oh, no. Reed Hastings. Reed Hastings, and mm. I think his uh, wife is Patty Quillen, something like that. Yeah, and 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 so yeah. These people are still financing the prosecutors and the legislators 
and the governors and the mayors and, and every other uh, candidate who says, hey, no punishments anymore. No jail, no bail, no arrest. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, and, and you, you can't force people in off the street? You can just Jeez. let them have their drugs and mental illness? The San Francisco Standard, I'm not really aware of this media outlet, but we have an article here that uh, they say they actually reviewed the surveillance footage. Uh, he'd already been stabbed. He walks up Main Street away from the Bay Bridge around 2.30 a.m., crosses an intersection at Harrison Street, walks up to a park white Camry with his hazard lights flashing. He then actually lifts his shirt as if to show the driver his wound and allegedly asks for help, falls to the ground, the car drives away. He gets up and walks back toward the Bay Bridge before falling to the ground outside an apartment building called the Port Side. And again, at some point, he did call 911 and scream for help, saying he had to get to the hospital. Uh, it says he made the call at 2.34 a.m. Police arrived less than six minutes later, but he was unconscious and uh, they couldn't save him. So you, some of the elements of this story are just horrific. There's, there's only one solution to this. I don't care how long everybody wants to debate this. You you put the violent people, the drug addicts, the crazy uh, people, you have to lock them up. Period. Put them in prison. Put them in mental health lockdowns. Well, whatever you want to call the building that they can't leave, that they're sealed up in. I don't care what you call it. Call it a prison, call it a rehabilitation center. They have to be locked in there. They can't get out. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Yeah, coming up after 3 o'clock, you know, we spent some time last week talking about this nonprofit, the Skid Row Housing Trust. In fact, we talked about them a bit over the last few months the El Segundo Times ran a series of stories that they're, they're going bankrupt. They're in deep financial trouble. Uh, this is a, a bunch of buildings in downtown Los Angeles called Skid Row Housing Trust because guess what? They house the homeless. Yeah. And it's a mess. The vagrants uh, keep destroying the apartments they're given to live in. Over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for them to keep up on the expenses of that. And to this point, they actually have less tenants than they usually do. So they're hurting, too, because they're not getting the money they get from, I guess, the government. Some of these vagrants have, de have destroyed three apartments. And then they're given a fourth. And they're going bankrupt because uh, this, this Skid Row housing can't keep up with the cost of constantly repairing the, so these buildings. The news came this morning that three people were found dead. Of course. One of the buildings, it appears to be a drug overdose it might, ever be, it might even be that horse tranquilizer thing that's been going around. Oh, the xylazine? Yeah. What do they call it? Trank? Trank. Yeah. So uh, we will talk about all this with the Reverend Andy Bales, who knows a lot about Skid Row homeless people. In fact, what did he lose? A foot or a toe to something? To the... um, yeah, he had some kind of amputation from an yeah, infection. Because he got an infection. Because he stepped in something. Around. Yeah. Yeah, downtown. So he'll join us. After 3 o'clock to talk about this story and this whole crazy idea of housing all these homeless people together in downtown L.A. where it uh, looks like a big failure. We will mention again that just two years ago, Mayor Yoga Pants and other officials are out there touting this as, uh, see, it works. It works. And now it's uh, a bankrupt, wrecked uh, financial mess. By the way, has Garcetti been deported yet? Oh, has he left for India, you mean? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to like. What? Consider it a deportation. That's, oh, that's what makes me feel good. But he wanted to go. 
Yeah, but he's still going to be out of the country. And maybe something will happen and he won't be allowed back in. Hmm. Okay. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be really If he was good. denied reentry. Or maybe uh, the Indian government will detain him for something. Yeah. They'll get in trouble. Yeah. Who knows? That's right. There's some uh, stuff you can't do in India. You might be able to get away yeah, with it here. Yeah, he was sworn but... in a couple weeks ago, but I don't yeah. know if he's actually left for India. I assume he has, and right, they wanted somebody right away. <laughs> Here's a story we spent a lot of time on last summer with an update. It's Drano Lady. Drano Lady. You know, it's funny. I just used Drano yesterday for the first time in years, mm. and then this story popped up in the news. I had like a slow sink. Well, there's multiple just... purposes for Drano. You could <laughs> well, unclog yeah. a sink, and you could uh, take out your husband. Well, you could, yeah. This is the woman by the name of Yuyu. Y-U-E, Y-U. She's from Irvine. It's not Yuyu? What, do you think it might be Yuyu? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce. It could be Yuyu. I think they called her Emily, am I right? They Yes, Dr. Yu, Emily Yu. Uh, she apparently, according to her husband, because he actually set up a little secret camera, caught her pouring Drano into his tea. Like he would take a morning tea with them as he headed out the door. And she was doing this for quite some time. He started to not feel well. So he decided to see if there could be something going on when she prepares his tea. And sure enough, it looks pretty clear on the uh, surveillance video that she's pouring Drano into his tea. It ended up causing him stomach ulcers. He's lucky he's not dead, right? I don't know. How, how long did there. it take him? Because if I drank <laughs> something and I suffered really bad pain in my gut, right? I don't think I'd take a second drink, regardless of whether I thought my wife was poisoning me or not. Three different I, dates last July, the cameras saw her doing this. So, and I guess he drank the tea, although he obviously took a sample to a laboratory. And right. That's where he found out. That well, it was probably tea. happened several times before that. Before that, right. Right. She was putting out he drank the tea when he was taking the video because. So <laughs> ulcers, it was actually literally burning a hole in his stomach, yeah. in his lining. Remember, she got a lawyer that said he's making this up and that he just has his own health problems and he's blaming her. There was some big fight over the kids, right? Except, yeah, there was. There was a, it was a bad marriage and some custody thing. But the thing is, there was video of her pouring the Drano into the tea. And the, the attorney was still trying to claim, no, no, all right. The answer is this. Move out before it gets to this point. <laughs> yes. She's trying to kill you. <laughs> um, so the news is that she was indicted by an Orange County grand jury. Three felony counts of poisoning, mm. one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury are the charges. And uh, this was brought by uh, good old Todd Spitzer, the Orange County DA. Uh, they were married for 10 years. They haven't identified her, but apparently his lawyer, her lawyer says that he is Dr. Jack Chen, 53 years old, a radiologist. So they were both in the medical profession. I guess you could say. Oh, my God. She is something else because they were involved in a child custody dispute. And recently she filed to have him financially support her, saying she hasn't been able to work since these charges surfaced. Oh, well, yeah, this could damage your reputation. Right. But uh, she wants him to pay her after the world found out that she was trying to kill him. Well, no, she contends that this is all a lie, and now he's set me up for disaster by accusing me of this horrific crime. Boy, that is rude. You, de 
That is rude. That is rude to try to kill your husband. Uh, Allegedly. And then, oh, we're going to side with this lady. No, I'm just, as a news person, (laughs) I'm just saying allegedly. No, It's on video. I'm not condoning this at all. Are you sure? Yes. Because you you take strange positions on certain stories. No, I'm not. Some people you want dead and some people you don't. Well, when I'm driving my car and people cut me off, that's a different story. (laughs) I would imagine that the... uh, well, I guess the lab test will prove different. That maybe her attorney is going to say, what you're seeing in the video, she's not pouring into the tea. She's like pouring into the sink, the kitchen sink, the drain. But if it was found in the tea and in the uh, lab yeah, test. Yeah, no, uh, when stuff is on oh, video, you're done. Some of it slipped in. I, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, her, uh, yeah, her attorney the, might want to contact Deborah. Maybe you could end up on the jury there and no, hang it up. Why? Or, you just seem to have a natural. Uh... No, I just said as an as a news person, you uh. know, in, until somebody's convicted, I have to say uh. allegedly. Uh, he's convicted. The uh, Dr. Chen says that not only the wife but the mother-in-law were mistreating him and the kids for a long time, verbally and physically abusive to our son and daughter. Does this guy not know how to start a car? Older. Yeah, maybe he stayed for the sake of the kids. Are only seven and eight, and he didn't want them yeah, to get harmed maybe. by this. Uh, Horrible person? I don't That's know. Right. She gets it's sick of It's that old them. case of they would tell the kids that he's evil. You know, that old thing where people oh do that. God. They try to turn the kids against each other. Oh. That's, just, that's just terrible. Turns out, according to... Oh, this is the uh, her legal team. My client was a radiologist during the marriage. Oh, no, this is the, his legal guy. Emily Yu was a dermatologist with a private practice in Newport Beach. She was the majority wage earner during the marriage. She became the breadwinner. Oh, she got sick of him then. Out-earned compared to my client's income. So she thought he was freeloading, and she'd had an, enough of this uh, anchor in her life. I, I, I guess that's what it is. And I'll blow out his bowels with this Drano, and then uh, I'll be free. All right, uh, we got more coming up. John you know, Ken, I noticed something. What, John? Uh, my wife's like this too. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, uh, they have sensitivity. You have a um, a sympathy for mm-hmm. women accused of offing their husbands. Oh, because we both wanted to watch Why Women Kill, that, that show? Uh, yeah, that one, oh, too. Yeah. Okay. Mm. M- among other stories come up, it's always like, well, what did he do? Mm. Well, maybe because uh, maybe the he things deserved- you guys do that we don't like. See? But, I'm again, I- I'm not saying that Tell wives you. should be killing their husbands. This is the juror you want. You're listening to John and With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In On Demand. From KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, you can hear the show as a podcast on the iHeart app. It's called John and Ken On Demand. We're sorry it wasn't there yesterday afternoon. But uh, yesterday's show is posted today, and today's show will be posted as well later. All right, also uh, reach out using the iHeartRadio app to get your message in there for our Moist Line play tomorrow during the 3 o'clock hour. You can do that using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon. You can use the toll-free number to leave a message with your telephone. 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We have those calls tomorrow at 320-350. And yes, the committee easily voted for hacks 
for the dumpster tomorrow at 3.35. If you followed the week's news, it should be really obvious who's going in. It was a big story for us for a couple of days. But if not, tune in tomorrow, 3.35. Find out who we're putting in the dumpster. All right. Well, John, exciting news. Guess who's running for president? <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has announced he's in to challenge Biden. For the <laughs> Who in recent years sounds like a goat. The, he's he the greatest of all public. time? Huh? The no. greatest of all time, the goat. <laughs> he actually, he's, he's got some kind of tremor in his voice. Yeah, there and, is some. I think he's got some condition. And, I remember reading. Yeah, and so it makes him sound like a goat braying uh, into the wind. He has joined uh, self-help author Marianne Williamson, who's also declared she's challenging Biden. This is going to be quite a quite a debate yeah, between really. the three of them. <laughs> what a Mensa convention this is. Uh, Kennedy released a book, The Real Anthony Fauci. Obviously, he quite, his big thing has been the vaccines. He, he's been most publicly obsessed about the vaccines being yeah, dangerous. That's, that's been his big cause. And he's been, uh, he's been bounced from some social media accounts. Mm. He actually has, how about this racket? He's got an anti-vaccine charity <laughs> called Children's Health Defense. What do and they do with the money they raise? <laughs> I don't know. Buy but up vaccines so people don't have to take them? <laughs> he, he raised in 2020 almost $7 million. And I'm sure he's paying himself a nice salary out of that. So uh, all the anti-vaccine loons around the country gave money to, to Robert Kennedy. And and he's he's also uh, targeting mothers and black Americans who, according to polls, are more likely to distrust the vaccine. <laughs> wow. And he's running for president. Now, in Biden news today, just before he took off for Camp David and the Easter holiday, it's still only Thursday, but... Some people are checking out. Nobody will be working tomorrow. A report was released. A 12-page report on the 2021 U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. And it's all blamed on the Trump administration. Remember, that evacuation mission resulted in the deaths of 13 U.S. Wait. troops and a bunch of Afghans in a suicide bomb. Let me see if I remember this right. Trump was out of office in January 2021. Yeah, this happened in August. This was August of 2021. Hmm. It was. Yeah. So it was seven months later. Yes. Seven months later. Biden was president for seven months when he botched the Afghan, uh, the Afghan escape. And uh, they uh, blamed Trump yeah. and his administration for pledging to the Taliban that the U.S. would leave Afghanistan by May of 2021 mm. as part of the Doha agreement. Um, and this, it was, according to the Biden people, left them no choice but to pull Americans out. Well, uh, well, first of all, you can do whatever you want to do, right? Yeah, you <laughs> well, can. You, you know, <laughs> what, what's the Taliban? What are they going to do, sue you? Yeah, exactly. What's the Taliban going to do? Secondly, and I heard Mike Pompeo, who was Secretary of State at the time under Trump, he said, we had a deal, but it was with conditions. And the Afghans didn't meet the conditions. So basically, he was on TV saying that Biden and his administration are just full of crap because they, they omit that part of the deal that there were certain conditions that had to be met before the u.s was going to agree to withdraw says during the transition from the trump administration to the biden administration the outgoing administration provided no plans for how to conduct a final withdrawal to evacuate americans and afghan allies there were no such plans in place when president biden came into office even with the agreed upon full withdrawal just over three months away but you're right they didn't have to do that first of all it was clearly in a fact botch. remember they believed 
the Afghan government saying, no, don't worry, we can hold off the Taliban. Remember that? Yeah. Our military can do it. Oh, yeah. And, in this and they ran, those guys. In this report today, they said all the intelligence agencies got it wrong. All of them said that the uh, Afghans were going to be able to hold out against the Taliban. <laughs> and I think the Fox reporter asked uh, the uh, White House spokeshole, uh, who gets fired here? <laughs> the guy just started thumpering. Because nobody yeah, gets only, fired. It was, it was the National Security Council spokeshole, John Kirby. Yeah, that, that yeah, John, John Kirby, yeah. Who gets fired here? Who, who gets? Well, yeah, who gets fired? I mean, all the intelligence agencies are wrong. And he starts going, well, you know, intelligence is really hard. <laughs> intelligence is not existent. Uh, the, the word is that Biden was intent on ending the 20-year U.S. war in Afghanistan, even before taking office. In 2010. He, yeah. he, was, he was arguing with Obama about this. He wanted to pull out. Right. No, it, but look, you had to pull out, and they probably should have pulled out long, long time ago, obviously. 20 years in Afghanistan for what? I mean, a tremendous, tremendous waste of money and time. But when you finally go to botch it as badly as Biden botched it, but that, you know, that's what that's what most people who are, have been in Washington and knew Biden over the last 50 years expected. He's a botch guy. He's not really smart. He doesn't know. He doesn't know stuff. Man. He just hung around long enough. We know guys and companies like that, right? You hang around long enough, you float to the top of the bowl. That's what I happened with him. That this report was dumped on Thursday afternoon. Hopefully some of the media wouldn't notice it. And then for those who did, Biden was taken off. So there were oh, yeah. a lot of questions you could ask him about it. No, he went off to Camp David to hide. Yeah, it said that uh, on his way out the door in the back, and when he uh, apparently took a motorcade to get to the helicopter to take him to Camp David, he plucked a little dandelion flower and just took off. You know, uh, <laughs> demented people are kind of like, oh, this smells Look That's at right. It's a you flower. let an old guy walk through a meadow. He'll, he'll plucked a dandelion. Around. He right. starts picking dandelions, uh, and he gives it to his nurse. Look at that, honey. Although I, sometimes I feel bad for him because, you know, some media outlets follow everything he does in terms of baubles. And apparently he dropped a coin the other day and that became like a story on websites. Well, he dropped a coin. Watch try, uh, Biden try to pick up the coin. That was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, you did watch it. I knew it. <laughs> well, he had the, he's got an 80-year-old body and he's trying to stoop down and pick it up. Well, we can all have trouble retrieving an object. <laughs> I, I find that a little over the top. Well, that's, uh, that's how I am. Yeah, Kirby said I'm nobody's unfair. saying everything went perfect. Everything did not go perfect in the pullout. Yeah, I always but there was that a lot defense. that went right. A lot of Afghans are now living better lives in their country and other countries around the world because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So yeah, there's a lot to be proud of here. I wonder if they put out this report to try to head off this as something in the campaign next year that he might get. Yes. called. he will get called. Yeah, up, you but. you you get ahead of the story. That's that's the term. You know, you preempt. It being a bigger story at a time where to where it's much more crucial. Then you know what the, what the phrase they use is. Well, that's old news. We've already released a report. When Trump became president, there were ten thousand troops in Afghanistan. We left office; it was down to twenty five hundred. So he was kind of slowly pulling yeah. us out of uh, the country. That's a stupid war. But some people said, "Why did he have talks with the Taliban?" I mean, honestly, uh, how how gonna... how did? We end up staying there another 10 years after bin Laden. 20 years oh, after 9 years after 10 years after bin Laden was bin killed. Was killed right. And we're still there? Because we didn't want the Taliban to run the country because they're oppressive. They're right. horrific. So when we finally pull out, the Taliban takes over five minutes later. Yeah, well, you know.
we hold out as long as we could, hoping that maybe the <laughs> Afghan people would get control. And <laughs> they didn't want it. Remember the president? Some president. of them like the like the Taliban. A lot of uh, there's a lot of some Afghan citizens who think that that's just because they're, they're, they're very religious and they the, believe that's the kind of rule they want. The president jumped on the plane. The Afghan president with, oh, with, did, with, yeah. with bags of with money. The bags there was of like money. there was like money flying out of the uh, out of the window. <laughs> we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI M six forty. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. Well, we talked a lot recently about the Skid Row Housing Trust. It's a nonprofit. They've got like twenty nine buildings. They're in deep financial trouble. In fact, so bad that last week, Mayor Bassetti and the city attorney asked for a court-appointed receiver to take them over. 29 residential buildings to house the homeless in Skid Row. Well, tragedy struck. Reports came out this morning that uh, three people, one female and two males, were discovered inside one of the buildings uh, dead of apparent overdoses. Fentanyl is suspected. We'll talk about all this and problems with this housing trust after the news at 3 o'clock with the Reverend Andy Bales with the mission in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, he obviously is very close to these problems of what to do with the homeless and the housing situation. So we'll get his thoughts on this and the whole trust problems coming up right after the news. Uh, this story I found intriguing. It's been reported in the El Segundo Times for a couple of months, but they did a larger update today. There are some people in neighborhoods of Los Angeles that are getting unpurchased Uber Eats deliveries. Uh, Some people open their front door and they find Starbucks or something from Kentucky Fried Chicken. It looks like Chipotle Mm. delivered by an Uber Eats driver that they did not order. And people are all puzzled. Uh, Westwood Hills, Highland Park, two of the communities, which are 16 miles apart. So... um, they're 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 puzzled as to how this could happen. Um, <laughs> well, we know how it could happen. Somebody's calling in fake orders. Uh, yeah, but then you have to pay for the orders, right? Yeah, well, they're paying for it. Why would somebody do that? Prank? Is it a prank? Yeah, probably. Uh, it's really an odd prank. It is. A prank but... usually has a payoff where you can go, ha, 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 gotcha. People. Ah, I left McNuggets at your door. I really got you. You're puzzled. You didn't order them, and now they're there. <laughs> look, look at the payoff. Oh, nice. Really brilliant. Payoff made the news. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. It didn't make the news. Uh, one Westwood Hills resident said, it's creepy and unnerving. It felt invasive because there was a revolving door of strangers <laughs> dropping off food. I've been invaded by fried chicken. I wouldn't eat it just because who knows what the Uber driver did sure. or uh, yeah. the, the worker at the store. Uh, did I, anybody say they felt violated? Didn't see that word, but, uh, well, she said invasive. Invasive. That's close to being violated. So the first theory that came out is this is a way to see if anybody's home so they can burglarize the house. How's that one? The Westwood Hills people really uh. like that one. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> LAPD concluded that those deliveries are not initiated by a burglary ring. So, because a homeowner is oh, yeah. spreading that rumor. Well, the, the, and John knows those West Side homeowners. Well, the wealthy, They're trying to rob me. The wealthier they the people. stuff on the doorstep and I don't pick it up, they'll know I'm not home. And Listen, there's stuff all day, every day on the next door app of, of weird people ringing doorbells, caught by security cameras. So I, I could see how that kind of story would resonate. Right. With the Westwood crowd. 
but it appears to be that uh, the burglary ring hypothesis doesn't seem to be the case. Well, as you scroll further into the article, the intriguing theory, which is not proven yet, is that it's a fishing expedition. It's a way to scam the Uber Eats drivers. And it says here what they do, uh, a courier gets notice of an incoming order via, via the Uber Eats mobile app. So he picks up the food from the restaurant. Then he gets a message allegedly canceling the delivery. So then the courier gets a call from someone purporting to be a representative of Uber Eats and they need your login credentials to process a credit for the canceled order. Uh-huh. Actually, your phone will show Uber. Like if somebody's been able to fake uh, that they're... So you look at it and go, oh, all right, they're calling me. With the details in hand, they can drain the funds from the courier's Uber Eats account. This did happen to a driver by the name of Gunnar Harris, G-U-N-E-R. Uh, he was delivering food from a Taco Bell location in Florida. The order he retrieved from the restaurant <laughs> drew his suspicion. You know what was in the order? One hot sauce packet. And nothing else. Yeah, that would that would get me suspicious. <laughs> you went to the Taco Bell for an Uber Eats pickup, and it's just a sauce packet. So a customer then allegedly cancels the delivery. He gets this call on his mobile phone, and it did say Uber on the display. The person then requested his Uber Eats username and password to issue compensation, but he said no. He hung up and reported well, it to the How company. hard is this to, to uh, uncover? I mean, somebody's calling in with an account. They've got a phone number. They've got a credit card account. They've got a name, an address attached. I mean, what? Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted too. I thought who was ever ordering this has to have something behind yeah. it, right, in order to get the old order going at the at the restaurant. Yeah, um, that's right. I uh, I, I, know, I don't see why this would last. Any, yeah, uh, Uber has not seen anything indicating. Of, oh, by the way, it has stopped. It went on for like a month or two. But nobody's had this problem since the middle of March. If if it is a problem, it's kind of weird. Well, uh, maybe maybe it was the phishing scam. Yeah, some people thought it was a food promotion. Other people thought it was, it was just. Uh, uh, there was a guy, uh, an Uber Eats guy in New Mexico, who lost more than three hundred dollars to a scammer. Oh. Yeah. And some of the reports say it happened to uh, Postmates driver drivers, but uh, Postmates was bought by Uber. I tell you, scammer people, yeah. they do work night and day trying to figure out a new angle, don't they? Good payoffs. Uh, you, know, you come up with something that works? It used to be works. just a dumb email you'd get you'd be, if you're dumb enough to answer and go, oh, yes, uh, I would like to help get those funds. Here's my bank account information. <laughs> Click this link. You're going to share this money with me? That's terrific. <laughs> I know you're in a foreign country. You don't have access. Oh. I can help you. Yeah, people got wise to that stuff. So you got to come up with... <laughs> so you got to come up with new ideas. Uh, the Nigerian guys aren't sending me uh, emails the way they used to. Right, I know. <laughs> Miss those guys. This was invasive. He's, uh, Food on my doorstep that I didn't order. You, Who would do that? Is there somebody in the bushes watching and laughing? <laughs> All right, when we return, uh, we'll get serious. This uh, horrible story, and we knew, we think, it could be Trank, which is this horse uh, tranquilizer which is being used, uh, xylazine. They're putting it in fentanyl, and it's causing... Real problems yeah. for people around the country. Like the, like the fentanyl wasn't bad enough. Now you we got don't know the... if that's what it was, but they suspect the fentanyl overdose killed three people who were discovered inside a building in downtown L.A., a building that was part of this Skid Row Housing Trust. It's a nonprofit 
that is in so much financial difficulty, they're being put perhaps into receivership. 29 residential buildings that are a mess. And now we have three dead people. We'll be talking to Andy Bales coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.